0: Rise and grind, gamers! It's time for another episode of the Anime Trending Podcast.
1: (laughs) What qualifies an anime? Is it an anime gamer or, like, a gamer for antitrends? Um, I'll say anybody
0: that plays a video game gets to be counted as a gamer, because uh, I'll have you know the... I'm trying to think of what the most recent non-mobile game I've played is, and I can't think of one. Uh, So, if you play gotcha games on your phone, you are officially a gamer now.
1: Congratulations. Or if you somehow Uh, watch 17 or more shows this season. Yeah. Yeah. Bye, Gracie.
2: So, I'm a gamer. (laughs) (laughs) You're a gamer.
0: Um, But in all seriousness, not that there really was that much attached to this podcast to begin with, welcome to the Anime Trending Podcast. It is I, your host, James, and joining me are two of our favorites Gracie and Nick.
2: Hi everyone. Gracie again, hopping between Girl Taku and the Anime Trending Podcast, and we have
1: Nick. Let's go. <laughs> That's it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, I sometimes I think of like my cold open on the spot, but then today I was like, I'm too tired to think about it because <laughs> I, I was watching anime up until I guess the moment of this podcast to try to catch up on everything else to get our hot takes. Yeah, I was, um, I was,
0: uh, I'm having a brain fart now. I think about how I'm going to open the podcast about like anywhere between 10 to 15 minutes before we actually start the call for all of this. And it's greatly influenced on whatever mood I am in at the time. And I just hop off, I just hopped off of a a Zoom call conducting interviews um, for another job. Uh, as the interviewer not the interviewee which means that i had i got to hold all the cards um so very fun uh just i get to do the jokes and feel totally relaxed about it as opposed to the person who's on the other side of the table who's stressed the heck out because it's like oh no they're judging me (laughs) but that's the good thing about this podcast is we're not judged we're the ones that do the judging and without further ado let's see what the audience has judged to be good anime with our first chart check of 2022 all right all of these are brand new entries cuz it's the first chart
1: <laughs> so so we're going to um, see the rankings and then we're going to then we're going to inject our hot spicy takes after the fact
0: Yeah, so we see see how everything's initial performance does, and then we tell you, oh, dear listener, if you are correct or not. Um, And if you're upset at our judgment, but you didn't vote, you don't get to be upset. You gotta vote. I'll put a link in the uh, podcast description as well as on the tweet that this is attached to. But anyway, chart check in spot number one is Attack on Titan Final Season Part 2. Uh, Spot number two is Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba Entertainment District Arc. Spot three is My Dress Up Darling. Spot four is The Case Study of Vanita's Part Two. Uh, Spot five is Karakai Jozu no Takagi-san Season Three. Spot six is Worlds End Harem. Part seven is How a Realist Hero Rebuilt the Kingdom Part Two. Uh, 8th place is Sasaki and Miyano. ninth place is Arifureta from Commonplace to World's Strongest Season 2. And 10th place is Akebi's Sailor Uniform. Now, I know Gracie has a comment for one of them. I have a comment for a couple of them. Which is mostly, I did not realize these were getting sequels.
1: Oops. A <laughs> little bit. Yeah, no, honestly, it, it's so funny looking at this first chart where everything is already kind of established. I think the only one that's like not a sequel is My Dress Up Darling in the top five. Yeah, in the top. So, five. So, like, you yeah, you honestly so could have made so a yeah. good good blind guess saying, okay, these are going to be your top five. I didn't expect *Worlds, World's End Harem* to be like immediately after that initial top bucket. So,
2: yeah, <laughs> um, I like. So Isabel's not here, but I remember when the charts first went through like the edits. Isabel was just like writing in all caps. No, it's <laughs> so because she had to do it for the anti bites, and she hated it. So.
0: <laughs> That yeah, I've um I've read some of the manga for that, and uh, it's not even that. Uh, how do I? I normally try to dance around it. You just you just feel dirty for but, like, like
1: even existing, the, right? Like not just. I feel dirty about like.
0: Be, first of all, I saw what it. I saw basically like a plot synopsis, and I already felt guilty clicking on it to like read it <laughs> because I'm like, there's there's it there's no. Two ways about it. This is a horny show for horny people, um, and so like it's not even like oh I thought it was just you know really perhaps like erotically drawn art, but it's actually like kind of not too bad. I was every in now it and for and the like, no, political it, it does, drama,
1: <laughs> like some other. Yeah, like, no. This is we know why We know this, why you're show, reading it. Is, uh...
0: Yeah this this is exactly what it says on the tin and. The thing is, is that it's like not even that good. I found myself bored while reading the manga. And maybe that could just be my own personal taste, but I I I am a garbage eater when it comes to manga. I spent today, instead of watching shows to get prepared for this podcast episode, I spent today catching up on bad Isekai that I hadn't read in four weeks when I went home for the holidays. But anyway. Uh, good job, my dress-up darling, for for breaking through that wall of sequels. Because
2: I think it will change, geez. though, ultimately, because at least from my remembering of like our overall charts sort of activities, the first week is always kind of the weirdest week, and um, that's usually when the sequels perform the- perform the best on the charts because it has that pre-established story and characters that everyone's connected to already. And then as the season goes by, that's when the charts start to change quite a bit. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's the thing is that is that they have, like, established reputations to keep as opposed to a lot of the new stuff where it's like, oh, we don't know anything about it yet. But, yeah, as as the week progresses, I assume, I'm hoping My Dress Up Darling stays in the top five because it's good. I'm liking it quite a bit and we'll get more into that as we get into the meat of this episode. Um I'm excited to see as I scroll like further down past the top 10 cuz it's always fun to look at how everything shakes out even further but we can't just make the whole thing a uh a chart check. So I'm happy to see um Princess Connect! Re:Dive Season 2 at like 14th place, which is higher than I expected it to be. Um and yeah, but kind of leaning into what I've already talked about. Today's episode uh, with my extraordinarily high-sensitivity mic, as I am now realizing, oopsies, um, apologies in advance to our editor for the noise of my computer's fans getting caught in the mic. Um, but today's episode is about our first impressions. So, Gracie, as a certified gamer, you have been watching at least 17 shows this season, I believe.
2: Yes, 17? I am.
1: <laughs> seventeen. Um, I have watched two. Nick, how many have you watched? Surprisingly, like, I'm in the seven to eight category. Um, I think. I gotta remember. Because I saw the list. I saw whatever's on Anatrends for that I had to write for the website. Um, as I told offline before the recording, the ones I wrote for overall were not good shows. So, like, I don't know if I just speed run through these or if I just wait till the very end to be like, I'll start with the one that I, uh, that I was kind of
0: surprised by. Um, I watched Princess Connect Redive Season 1 back when it was airing in 2020. And I only remember that it was airing in, I believe, winter of 2020 because I watched that show alone in my apartment when I w- was stuck inside, when classes went online, when the coronavirus lockdowns first started. That is how I that is that is my that is my association temporally of when season one came out, is like, oh yeah, that's when lockdown happened. Oh, um, you mean like uh, last
1: week? Yeah, it's like but then you're like, wait, no, it's been two years, you're like, oh jeez. That's yeah, that's exactly what
0: it is. Um And I thought it was just like a charming little show, you know, you watch it, you have a good time, whatever. Episode one made me kind of do a double take because I basically, especially in the opening kind of sequences and like the first two or three minutes. I kept having to like think back of like was the animation always this pretty looking? Like the there's a lot more detailed, a lot more moving parts, um a lot more playing with like effects of shadow and everything like that. It it looks like it's gotten a higher production value, which I'm very grateful for. I think that Redive is a Again, it's like a fun, lighthearted show. It's kind of got that Monster of the Week vibe to it, which I think is something that more... I want more shows like that. I want more very easy to pick up, also very easy to set down. You don't feel you don't feel the impending, like, oh, no, you know, I, I missed, like, two weeks, and now I'm going to miss all... You know, it's like, I can't start it, because the whole arc is going on. It's just, oh, I missed a week. Well, whatever. I can just pick it up whenever I want, because it's just going to be a simple thing. But it's
1: just overall i'm getting off track so, but, so what uh, what product- is princess connect Redive? i've i've never seen it so that's why i'm like oh you know, okay. that's why i'm like okay it's like a comfort comfort it looks like a magical it girl is, show um, from the the trailer slash stuff like what is it's this? not a
0: magical girl show it is um it's a fantasy show i, I don't want to call it an isekai it might technically be but it's based on a mobile game it's a side games anime um and it's based on a mobile game it's a little like turn-based battler you've got you know your healer your vanguard your support and then your caster like it's you form a little you know you make your own little guild it's it's literal my favorite thing is they took the trope of like bland protagonist and upped it to the max like our main character has a generic like his name is yuki it's just generic, like, there's so many bland protagonists that have that name. He barely talks. He barely emotes. Like, he's just there. Which I love. Because people complain about boring, like, you know, stand-in protagonists, whatever. They just leaned into it. um, Which, honestly, makes things even funnier. Because he basically has no agency, which means that stuff happens to him, and it's really funny. (laughs) Um, and it's got, it's, you know, it's, it's all of your stereotypical tropes. You've got the, the sassy, like, beast girl race. You've got an elf. You've got the, the, the gluttonous princess character, but, and they just basically go on like silly little adventures. Their, their thing is all food oriented. They have a, their, their guild is called the gourmet guild and their goal is to eat all the tasty food. Um which I think is a good and noble goal and more people should do that. Uh <laughs> but surprisingly behind the scenes and this was the case in season 1 I don't know how much they're going to expand on it in season 2 but they have like this rumbling you know in the background of like this actual like huge big plot that's going on uh with like the princess being like thrown out and somebody's basically hypnotize the king and queen and like political stuff going on which is very serious and very ominous and very cool and is mostly ignored in favor of goofy adventures to go eat cool things um and let tell me when to stop because i feel like i'm i'm dragging this on a little bit but i don't know it's just it's sweet and it's lighthearted and it's funny and it doesn't take itself too seriously and as, and I think that's good because it is kind of an advertisement for a mobile game. Uh, it's a good advertisement. It makes me kind of want to play the game. I think I think you would enjoy it if you like kind of silly fantasy tropes, but they're like emphasizing all the silly... You know, it's... I almost say it has like Konosuba vibes, except that instead of Cosmo being an angry self-insert for the like um actually pushes glasses up on face that's not how this would work in the fantasy world kind of <laughs> character um you instead just have a faceless moron who is just there and has bad stuff happen to him because it's funny
1: i was i was um, thinking of konosuba when you were making that yeah it's <laughs> funny no it okay. it definitely
0: gives me konosuba vibes but it's much more slice of life got than it okay because konosuba actually has like heaven forbid plot and character arcs um, and instead of making fun of kind of isekai tropes, it just leans into them to the point where they're like warped and into caricatures of themselves. Okay, which is how you get comedy. Yeah, thank you, thank you for uh, thank you for the presentation. <laughs> Please w- watch it, Nick. I think you re- really enjoy it. I don't think Gracie's watching it. Um, it seems like something that are you watching it, Gracie?
2: No, I usually avoid Bummer. video game or mobile game anime adaptations. It's just I I've watch too many that's just like terrible that i've decided to save myself some misery by just cutting off those types of anime so yeah it's, it's like
1: once the next rage of bahama genesis comes out you'll know because like people will meme about it at some point so which i think is also produced by side games like i was always shocked at how like amazing that anime was considering that it was just based off a mobile card game yeah no princess
0: connect redive is i'm not gonna say like it's high quality but it's funny and it's consistently funny uh which is why i was so surprised that season two looked like season two episode one looks as pretty as it does because they didn't lose anything else it didn't become less funny it just looks better so also in the it there's i'm bizarrely obsessed with one particular thing in that show which is in the guild house there's a lamp that is shaped like a fish and I really want a lamp that looks exactly like that. Aww. It's my favorite lamp. <laughs> anyway, uh, now that I've waxed poetic for, I'm going to say the better part of five minutes. Nick, what's some show that you watched that you didn't like?
1: Uh, Okay. Uh... Oh, you're putting me on the spot. I don't want to. All right, I don't... the Madhouse I... one. Oh, Police in a Pod. That one is like, had... Three funny jokes in, like, a 30-minute episode.
2: Yeah, it's not really funny, despite like, it being, like, advertised as, like, a comedy slice of life. There's not much comedy in there, I feel like.
1: Yeah, like, it, so it's basically the premise where you have a police officer who's going to quit her job, and then, surprisingly, like, she gets, like, a transfer of a of a new senpai that shows up to her ward, and she's, like, really tough on crime and, like, really takes it seriously um it it honestly has the same character dynamics as the mcdonald's anime commercial (laughs) like i don't know (laughs) like like once i had that like connection in my head like that made the show a lot funnier to me just because i'm like oh it's a it's literally just classic senpai kohai Um, i
2: i love that
1: (laughs) yeah like the the one funny joke, I think, from the first episode is that the main... The Kohai, the one who's going to quit her job but then decides not to... Uh, she, the only reason why she's a police officer is because her dad got pulled over once, and like she thought he was gonna get taken away forever. I actually he's... thought that was the. Funny <laughs> it was part so as well. funny that part yeah. is like that part yeah. is like so hilarious considering like there's no other jokes in the whole episode, and like it's so dramatic, and she's just like, "Oh no, dad!" Uh, and you're just like, "That sounds pretty. That sounds pretty funny." Yeah, that that's like the one bit, and she's just like, "Okay, now I guess I have to be a social worker because like." of crime. I,
0: like, it doesn't really... That that just reminds me, that reminds me a little bit of Servanek's Service, where it's like, why did you become a civil servant? Because I hate my name, and I hate the civil servant that approved <laughs> it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: like, like Servanek's Service, I felt, always like, is like, consistently funny throughout the whole thing, and then like, some of the jokes in like, Police in a Pod come off like, really weird, and I don't know if that's like a western eastern sort of thing, but like...
2: I kind of wonder that, because believe it or not, uh, Police in a Pod is an award-winning manga, so Madhouse is adapting an award winning like uh, source material and Madhouse at least from my experience they're usually pretty good with adaptations like they they actually interpret the stories and you know change it to best fit the animation medium and so and so and I, I do have to say like even just watching it a lot of the stuff that's in the anime is fine it's just the story itself isn't translating over. So I kind of also assume there might be some cultural, like, disconnect when we're watching it versus maybe a Japanese person
0: watching it. I think it's because also policing is so different in the
1: U.S. where yeah, we are compared to Japan. that's true. Like, I mean, yeah, like, uh... <laughs> you, you, could, you could talk about the politics within the West. I don't, I don't want to get too much into that because there was one joke in that episode that I don't know if it's, like, funnier if I was in japan where the person writes a ticket but she's on traffic duty and she's like kind of muttering to herself like she's about to go like berserk which is kind of a weird joke where i don't know if that's even funny in in japanese if that makes sense like it it was kind of like a weird like haha she's writing parking tickets and also is mentally on edge which like it almost felt like it it, like it's less about the police and more just like women in the workplace as a as a that's the as thing like... is
0: is i feel i feel like being a police officer in japan is a lot more like being just a regular corporate drone in japan as opposed to in the u.s being a police officer has different connotations because i will like even in like american cop comedy shows there is the joke of like, I wanna be a cool action hero and here I am writing parking citations. Like that that is still a very
2: Zootopia <laughs> joke that
1: shows up. Yeah, and then the Kohai like she doesn't even wanna be like a, a beat cop. She just doesn't want to do anything. So that's why it's kind of like a oh, I guess because she's so apathetic, I guess that's part of the joke and like like I'd have to watch more of uh, the it. The humor I mean, is, I hate my job. Lovely. I'm like, uh, it's, I mean, it's relatable in some ways, but it's it's, it's also just like...
2: like, I'm still, I'm caught up to it. I think it's fine, but I do genuinely think there are is probably a cultural disconnect in the way, because um, I I know which scene you're talking about, Nick, and I agree. I that actually that scene actually made me nervous. It's like it's sad, but like my instinctive action is to be nervous when I saw that. So. I think, yeah, I think there's a cultural disconnect happening. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we live in a society, yes, in American society. <laughs> Ooh, uh. All right, I see. I see one on on Gracie's pre-prep list that I actually want to talk about, not because I've watched any of it, but because, um, I've again, I've read some of it, which is the one benefit to me catching up on all the bad isekai, guys is that even if I haven't watched the anime, I still know what it's about. I want to talk about The Genius Prince's Guide to Raising a Nation Out of Debt.
2: Oh, um that one's different from the other one with the suspiciously sounding name which is on our charts. Yes, the
0: other one, the other one which is How a Realist Hero Rebuilt the Kingdom, which I am also reading. Wait, those are two different is, shows. They are two different shows and y- it's very funny because one of them you can Nick, you know how um When we watched, we used to watch shows in uh, Darker Than Dak where it was like, oh, you can tell what philosophy book the author or, like, script writer read right before he wrote this show. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So how a realist hero rebuilt the kingdom? This is in the manga that I've seen so far in the first like 20 chapter references Machiavelli's The Prince no less than 5 times.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh...
2: No, I was going to say the reason why I included this anime on my list that I want to talk about was I can definitively say out of the two anime that sounds identical, one of them does it better and
0: i think i like the genius prince's guide to raising a nation out of debt because it doesn't take
1: itself as seriously I, yes I, that I, is I just, exactly it i'm still struggling right now like point of order i i just found out that these two things are different things because <laughs> i was like wait <laughs> season two a regular one uh... um
0: i don't know which one's source material came first I don't know which source material came first, but Realist Hero Rebuilding the Kingdom got adapted first because this is season two currently. Whereas The Genius Prince's Guide to Raising a Nation Out of Debt, this is season one or maybe even the only season. And
2: I will say The Genius Prince's Guide to Raising a Nation Out of Debt, like James says, is the better one. I can definitively say that because they do such a good job of not taking itself seriously that I genuinely enjoy watching it because it's just so fun because they're having so much fun. And and then the nerd side of me comes out because they don't reference philosophers, but they do use actual historical war strategies when um, when the prince like strategizes for war, even though disappointingly, it always goes better than he'd like. <laughs> he he always wants to, the thing is he always wants to sue for peace and like get a truce. But his strategies are too good that he ends up. He's too
0: smart for his own Yeah, game. that he
2: ends up just winning all the time. And he's just like, that's not what I want. I just want peace. And for me to just go back to my kingdom and just spend the rest of my days there. But it's even better because a lot of the war strategies that he uses to win are genuine war strategies of like very famous battles. Like one of them I recognized because it was used by um, a Chinese emperor. Before he became emperor, he was just a general. And he won with 5,000 men against an army of t- 10,000 men. And so he had half the men against, like, the enemy. And he won just based purely on strategies with very, very little uh, – with- very little casualties and the genius prince like actually utilizes that like he uses one of those strategies at one point to like win against an enemy with a lot more men and so (laughs) it's like these little things on top of them like not taking it super seriously where the prince is just like oh no like why did it go so well don't they know basic like war (laughs) and stuff like that I think just really puts the cherry on top and I definitely did not expect to enjoy it as much as I did the other one Actually, I think is boring, but this one I actually think it's fun. So. So, so maybe it's just
1: the book of philosophy because that sounds like that sounds like out of Sun Tzu's The Art of War. So maybe the author read that one is like, "Ooh, I'll, I'll apply that." or the other one read. Here, here's <laughs> the other interesting thing: Machiavelli and... is that yeah, Ma- Machiavelli's The Prince,
0: which admittedly is a very like even today is still pretty relevant, but again things with with realist hero things go smoothly because oh he's using the big the big brain book which means that of course it's going to go smoothly whereas with genius prince it's things went smoothly we did not expect them to go smoothly yes Uh, well 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 if it isn't the consequences of my own actions
2: (laughs) and also and and also on top of that we didn't expect it to go smoothly. Please stop going smoothly. <laughs> like, I want it yeah. to be a, with a little more bumps and stuff.
0: I also I think, think... I th- oh, sorry, oh, go, go on. for it. Oh, I was gonna say, Nick should watch it. I think he'd have a good laugh. Because, the in for Genius Prince, our main first of all, Genius Prince is a fantasy show, not an isekai. There yes. is no yes. reference to being transported to another world, whereas Realist Hero is an isekai in the loosest sense of the term, uh, which. Y- you know, I'm because of the the glut of Isekai in the world, I'm more I'm more favorable towards strict fan quote unquote strict fantasy. Um but uh also the motivations for our main character in Genius Prince is funny because it's I want to I don't want to be in charge anymore. I want the Emperor I want the near the next the neighboring Empire to take us over as a vassal state so that I can just hang out just hang out and not have to worry about stuff. Mm-hmm. It's great. A man after my own heart.
2: I also think that was the other thing as well. The protagonist just has so much more personality, even in a comedic sense, just a lot more personality than the Main character and the other one, so if you guys are wondering between the two which one to pick, I can definitively tell you, please pick genius prince i and I'm not the only one. I've seen people on Twitter being like, "All right, let's get into this you know probably crappy anime, and then like twenty minutes later, they're tweeting, "Never mind, this was actually really funny, <laughs> so yeah.
0: also Ninim's great, I think she's great.
2: yes, um, yes, she's also great as well. The girls she, are also she... better in that one, and yeah. the genius oh, prince.
0: absolutely. Um, And I think it comes from, honestly, the comedy parts, too, because the Prince and Ninim in Genius Prince, they basically are the the, in the loosest definition of the term, like a Japanese comedy duo. You have a straight man who is supposed to be like, hey, get your work, you know, get it together, do your job. And then the person who's like goofing off the whole time.
2: Yeah. And they're also Uh, basically a couple, really, with the way they act towards each other i i'm like on episode two or th- oh two. i'm
0: further ahead in the manga and there's there's some there's a uh i mean it'll inevitably come up so i don't mind telling you now but
2: okay <laughs> later
0: on in the story there is a plot point about the prince getting like marriage proposals okay because okay. again his his goal is to become a vassal state of the empire and one of the easiest ways to do that is to just marry into the imperial Royal oh my family.
2: gosh i i'm so excited for that actually because the way the two act in just two episodes it's like clear their relationship is more than just normally close and everyone knows that and so there was like um i mean some people might think it's stereotypical but i actually really love that scene where uh, i love it the enemy generals um, insulted her in a very like racist way, in like their world's racism, in a in yes. a racist way, and everyone was like, "Oh no!" And they all looked at him, including her. Like she wasn't even insulted because she was like, "He is going." Yeah, to I get this all the time. Out. Yeah, so
0: <laughs> no, that, that's very good. I like it because it is the it is the trope of uh, it's two fantastic high tension comedy or not comedy tropes, but like relationship tropes. Like, high yes. drama ones, which is childhood friends. Yes. And a, our, our our statuses are too different. Mm-hmm. Mm, it- sweet, delicious drama. You can, there's a reason they're tropes, and it's because they work.
2: <laughs> but yes i i like that one okay what's next
0: <laughs> next is a show it's nick's turn to share and because he watched a bunch of shows he didn't like he has to he doesn't get the luxury of talking about how much he enjoys a I, series he now has to talk about how much he doesn't like it
1: that's so sad i don't i wish i had watched the fishing show apparently <laughs> like
2: oh that was really cute yeah
1: yeah i I don't know the fishing one but that's alright. It's all right. called slow loop it almost looks like laid back camp but with fishing
2: and a little more, and a little more Yuri lesbianism, so. <laughs> That's, that,
1: that just improves
0: it. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh my God. Also, since Nick's gotten into fishing recently, are you still fishing, Nick? Uh, I have of... to
1: purchase a license because it's the new year, so I haven't been.
0: You haven't been out yet? Or you haven't gotten your license yet? I haven't for gotten this year? my license this year, but yeah. That's fine. It's only been like two weeks. Yeah. So, I'd recommend it fishing season's fun i miss fishing well it's not it's
1: not it's not winter it needs to be like i like it in the spring because then it all gets a little bit more crazier um
0: yeah yeah for sure but i mean you should probably get it ahead of time mm-hmm.
1: so but i do miss fishing do Do i go for one of the ones that i had reviewed or do i go for one of the ones that like i know that we can talk about
0: whichever Either one, one you want you. <laughs>
1: um i'm in a popcorn i can't be a sailor uniform yeah, I, I thought that one was pretty wholesome and cute. Um, and it made it into the top 10, too. Yeah, I'm pretty excited to see that one. It was I, I didn't know what to expect from it because it almost felt like a... Of all of the kind of grim kind of shows, this one is interesting because it feels like Genki Overload, if that makes sense.
0: Oh, interesting. I looked at the visuals and I'm like, I'm getting Super Cub vibes, but one of them is very sad.
2: Oh, no, it's not, like, Super Cub vibe, but it is gorgeous. The visuals and the sakuga, like, every single episode is just art. It's insane how beautiful it is.
1: <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. It's pretty. Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, it's, like, basically about a girl who's uh, gonna go to an academy uh, in her middle school years. She's a country bumpkin, so she's never actually had friends of her own age. Um, And she shows up with her mom who had just made her a seifuku by hand and realizing... By hand? By hand, because the mom I think her mom is actually a
2: clothesmaker too, from what I saw on like the third episode or second episode. Yeah. Yeah,
1: Yeah, but the idea is like she made her a seifuku because like, oh, I had a seifuku at this academy and then she shows up on the first day and everyone is wearing blazers, so like... Yes. (laughs) It's like, they're like, wait, why is she wearing a seifuku? And it's just like, uh... Oops. But then it's like, I don't know, the whole point is that it's kind of like the labor of love that the mom had made, and it's like formative because then it's like, she's the older sister, so she's got a younger sister that looks up to her, she's making friends, kind of being, almost like she's like the new weird girl, but also like they're all kind of she's weird. not getting shunned
0: like it, which is normally what happens when you have a character cast as the new weird character. Right.
1: Yeah.
2: I, 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 I Akabi's sailor uniform is just really beautiful, at least for me, because I think I'm so used to seeing stories of girls tearing each other down over stuff. And yes, I know that is very much a thing that happens, but I don't think people realize just how like close knit and familial that sisterhoods can get like me with my uh, closest friends from college. Like I basically like we see each other as sisters. And so uh, and so to see that sort of just friendship happening, though, I think one of the girls ha- uh, like has a crush on Akabi just from the way- from how often she blushes around Akabi. Um, but it's just like, I think I really like that. Another fun fact for Akabi's sailor uniform, which um, was told to me via the Sakuga people on Twitter, but apparently the entire uh, team of, like, director, character designers, you know, all those people are women, which is practically unheard of in the anime
0: industry. Yeah, wow, well, I'm surprised. It's it's all the women in the anime industry. All of them are working on this one show. They <laughs> ran out of any more women for any other shows. <laughs>
2: I mean, I don't, I don't, I can't really say if like the animators are like, you know, whether it's the second key animators or, you know, I just know the people at the top with the directors and the character designers and the script writer, I know all these people are women and they are also veterans in the anime industry. And so the Sakuva people are saying like, this anime is in really, really good hands and it's like a perfect story to be in good hands because, you know, what better to have a team of women heading this than a story about a girl uh with making friends with other girls and it's just their daily school life you know so that's why <laughs>
0: yeah. also i just want to say um to everybody listening clothes are really hard to make i have tried it's hard if anybody makes you anything thank them profusely and cherish it forever i'm trying not to curse because i but i'm trying also to like Emphasize how <laughs> important that is. Like, ah, clothes making is hard. Also, that's why you should appreciate all the clothes that you buy. Don't buy into fast fashion. That's a complete. That's slightly separate. Um, and more environmental. But like, making clothes is hard.
1: Speaking of making, speaking of making clothes, uh, my dress up darling is pretty good. Oh, that's such a good segue. Ten out of ten, Nick. <laughs> yeah, and also, yeah, my especially dress up darling. making clothes for. St- tiny dolls
0: <laughs> yeah dude it, i i think it must be actual hell to to make like hina doll clothing
2: because they're so Your small margin
0: for error yeah you have no margin for error um i just i've been mean, making clothes in general i i have um and i mean we're gonna i'm gonna say some stuff that if you make cosplay you're gonna say wow james great observation there you dumbass like when were you just born yesterday and the answer is yes Uh, i have only existed for i i exist only as long as i am recording and since i don't think we have a full uh we probably have more than 24 hours worth of podcast audio but uh i only exist when you hear me speaking in your ears um but uh yeah making clothes is hard making cosplay is hard because cosplay you know we all watch anime anime characters don't dress like regular people Even in, like, school life settings, there are drastic liberties taken. Also, My Dress Up Darling is just super pretty. I love how nice everything looks.
2: I have to say, out of um, the Cloverworks uh, anime, I still think Akabi's sailor uniform is the prettier one. But uh, I do still enjoy My Dress Up Darling a lot as well.
0: (laughs) I th- I think probably once I watch a KBCL uniform I will agree that it's probably prettier but I see why My Dress Up Darling is ranked number 3 and not number 10 and that is because outside of just looking very pretty character and plot wise and I say this as as a as a uh as a male um it checks a lot of boxes for people that are also in my demographic. Yes, I do like, agree
2: with that, yes. I'll,
0: I'll be perfectly honest, I would love to have a girl with literal model proportions who also likes anime want to hang out with me. Um, I'm going to refrain from saying anything, <laughs> but... Uh, well, I was the... going to say,
2: My Dress Up Darling did, um, did do something that was a big feat for me, because... I don't like fan service in anime, whether it's towards female characters or male characters. Like the male characters, of fan service often have like unrealistic abs where they'll have like 10 packs. And I'm like, that's not. Behold
0: my 12 pack. Mm. <laughs> I'm just
2: like, I don't. I can shred I- I'm cheese
0: like, on I don't. Know-
2: that's not how the body works. And so I, I overall just am not a fan of fan service as a whole. But the second episode was chock full of them and I was laughing because I was having such a fun time with it. And I tweeted about it from her girl Taku uh, Twitter where I was just like kudos to my dress up darling because probably the first ever anime where it's just blame fan servers and I am enjoying the heck out of it because I think it's so funny and it really fits the character and overall, it was just the second episode I really, really liked. I, I was actually more impartial towards the first episode. Um, I thought it was. The first episode had a
0: panty shot that I was like, that didn't need to happen. But I uh,
2: didn't, It's not even about the fan service. It was actually the pacing of the first episode that I just didn't care for because it was so typical that I'm like, okay, so this is going to happen next. And then this is going to happen next. And then this is going to happen. And I basically predict exactly how the first episode was going to go, even if I didn't read the manga. <clears throat> But uh, the second episode was really enjoyable for me. All the funny parts and all, like, the ridiculous parts, everything uh, like. And also the animation of the facial expressions and stuff like that. I just, I really love the second episode. The faces
0: are good, yeah. yeah.
2: So I think the second episode was a slam dunk, and I really enjoyed it as well. It is very pretty, and... I don't know I'm kind of worried about Cloverworks guys I'm not gonna lie they have a lot of anime that's coming out this year and every single one of them that has like at least the trailers that have dropped have like shown the same consistent sort of like quality that they're aiming for in Akabee's and like um, my dress up darling so I hope they're taking care of themselves over there.
0: (laughs) Yeah we'll see we'll see if this is sustainable because I know in previous seasons we've gone like oh man this show's great this show's great and they all hit it out of the park and they look beautiful. And then some either do a slow decline or some fall off a cliff. Yeah. Um, flashbacks to Wonder Egg Prior. Or 86
2: um, with the delays in 86. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I was about to one say, more thing. they could oh, just... Yeah, go for it. I was going to segue into Tokyo 24th or just be... Because... Oh, no,
0: I have one more thing to say for My Dress Up Darling. Yeah, yeah, go quick. for it, go for it. Um, which is, I, I'll admit, even as somebody who likes to call themselves a music nerd, I usually don't pay attention to the soundtrack the first go-round. Uh, My Dress Up Darling soundtrack really engaged me. Um it stood out, it's something that I took notice of even on top of the, you know, the 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 good comedy lines and bits and the very beautiful, you know, smooth, fun, pretty looking animation. The soundtrack still stuck out. I had a very good time listening to it. I thought that it set the tone really well. I like the instrumentation. Um I'm looking forward to hearing more of the soundtrack, which is not something I think I've ever said about a show after watching just the first episode. Anyway, Nick as you were saying.
1: Yeah, so the Third <laughs> Cloverworks show that's coming out this season, Tokyo oh, 23, I thought it was just the two. three and like oh, it's God. so different from the other two because this it's one's very significantly yeah. it's significantly worse in every way. Like but That's a bummer. It's kind of Oh, like, you
2: need to be careful, Nick. Agnes loves it. <laughs>
1: really well yeah. agnes
0: can have bad taste i don't think she actually listens to this episode so i'll say so, it right oh I'll no taste, no agnes.
2: i will stand up for my fellow girl taku women
1: <laughs> oh no don't hurt me so I, I i so this is this isn't even like the worst show i've seen this season so it's fine i was kind of just like there was some sort of rumor i had read where it was like somewhere around cloverworks themselves wasn't really sure if they had the confidence in this series. You're, oh I know you're like that's not even original. a rumor.
2: Yeah, Nick, <clears throat> that's not a rumor. The director himself, I think the director writer potentially, but the director himself tweeted about how he doesn't know if he's gonna if they're gonna make it for the show because they got kind of told last minute like that the show is going to air this season and they've been working overtime like he's been tweeting from underneath his desk saying like underneath this is desk. the yeah. one
1: that that started the whole CloverWorks crunch thing right it's yes. just like yes. oh okay this makes so much more sense now because i was like it sucks because it makes it sound like it's being set up to fail but yeah that that, that that is kind of what it was and like that's kind of how i felt going into it, which is maybe that's kind of why I was picking it a little bit more. It's um, really
2: sad because if you read, if you're able to find the Twitter post again with the translation, but essentially he, obviously the director is very passionate about this project. Like he wants to make this work so badly and stuff like that, but it's just, you're it's that time crunch thing. It, they're, they're in a very tough spot. So...
1: I think maybe it's like from my experience within the first episode it's like it, you don't really know what kind of show it's going to be until like 35 minutes into this episode. It's like it's like, like a 35? double five. It's a double feature episode. It's really long. It's 50 like, minutes long, yeah. Yeah, it's 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 a tough one and like I I I feel like maybe I need to watch the first two to like actually get through this because it's like maybe you can like help me out Gracie on this
2: first two, what?
1: <laughs> just, did you, are you caught up on this? Yes, I actually
2: finished it about an hour before this call, so.
1: Okay. Because you have essentially three leads. So you have Shuta, Run, and Quoki, who are conveniently colored blue, red, and green. Yes. Um, <laughs> They're they the have Powerpuff Puff Girls. Of, they, have, they have a little bit of Powerpuff Girl dynamic. Um, the blue guy seems to be the, the, the main main. Um, you have one guy who's... Uh, a tech guy slash rides a skateboard everywhere and graffiti stuff. Um, he's a capital G gamer. He's uh, there. And then <laughs> I didn't really get a good read on the green guy. He's just glasses and living in the shadow of his own father is like kind of what I got. And like. That's, that's a good enough. I already have a perfectly crystal clear summary of his entire life now that you've seen The just initial like that. premise that I got from this, because like, I was very tired, so maybe I'm just a terrible reviewer um is that it takes place on like basically a floating island in the bay known as the 24th district so they're all friends they're there um they have graduated um but a year prior to that a tragedy happens in an elementary school that burns down and the blue guy isn't able to save um one of the character like a girl from from like dying horribly in the fire and so there's kind of like this sense of lingering guilt at the end. And then uh, at one point they get like a phone call all simultaneously from said dead girl. Um, and then after that, I have no idea what happened. My, my brain kind of turned off at that point. So like, please.
2: <laughs> so basically in here, so the pink haired girl, AKA the one that died, uh, her name is Asumi. She's actually the younger sister of um, the green haired guy. Um, a kill, not Ron. I I can't pronounce his name. The guy with the glasses. Oh, uh, yeah. So. At- Agnes and I, uh, Agnes and I, uh, fondly call him Megan A for his glasses. So.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, you've reduced him even further. I... Now he's not even just living in his father's shadow; he's merely. An uh, I was glasses.
1: honestly calling him Broccoli Buyakia from Daniel <laughs> in my head just because of his green hair. Like, so
2: anyway, so he's the um. So the girl who died was his younger sister, and the event kind of like threw. Kind of made their relationship awkward, but they didn't stop like being friends with each other per se. Because when in the first episode when they meet up again, you quickly realize they still care about each other and they're still really good friends. Namely, the most important thing is uh, the green-haired guy. He actually the older brother. He actually doesn't blame. Um, Shuta, who's the blue-haired guy, he doesn't blame Shuta for not saving his younger sister, which is a big deal to me, at least, because I'm so tired of, like, characters blaming other characters for something that's, like, not their fault. But in this case, it was just Shuta was too late when he got there. And so it's not his fault in that regard. And the green-haired guy actually doesn't blame him for it. And so it's just more awkward because someone in their friendship dynamic has died in a very tragic way. And it's like a piece of them has suddenly gone missing. So the friendship doesn't feel quite complete anymore without her. And so that's why there's like this awkwardness between them. But the big thing that happens is that they, all three of them simultaneously got a call from Asumi's number, even though she is very much dead. And when they, um, and when they picked up the phone, uh, whatever that called them gave them like visions of like sort of like a trolley problem of this is about to happen. And either you save the girl and all these hundreds of people die, or you don't save the girl and um but all these hundreds of people live. And after they get that call and that vision, they all develop like different powers very suddenly, and they don't understand where it's coming from either. So Uh, Ashuta, he's the most athletic one, so he gets the more superhero-esque powers where he's, like, physically stronger and faster and, like, more flexible. And then um, the green-haired character, he, uh, he gets, like, empathy slash persuasion abilities. So he, like, instantly can read people and know what to say to get them to agree to him and, like, listen to him. And then finally, Ron, his brain, like, gets, like, a boot. His power is, like, his brain gets a boost where he's able to hack anything in a matter of minutes. Like, everything becomes super duper clear on what he's supposed to do when it comes to hacking. And so, um, and it obviously corresponds with all their personalities and their own, like, sort of who they are. Shuta is the athletic one. Ron is the one who's, like, more of, like, a technology buff. And then... Um, the green haired guy, he wants to follow in his father's footsteps. So he wants to be a politician, but more specifically a good politician that cares about people. So he has persuasion techniques and empathy as his power. And so, um, and so basically that sets up the whole premise of the story and the whole mystery because it's like, okay, who somehow got access to Asumi's number to call him? How it, what is that voice? And how is that voice able to activate powers inside of them? And uh, you know how do they know these things are going to happen ahead of time? And so that's the premise of the whole story.
0: <laughs> Very cool. I, I I I'm a little mad that Nick was like, "Oh yeah, they're the Powerpuff Girl colors," because I now have the like <laughs> the music running through my head because it's used in a bunch <laughs> of memes.
2: <laughs> I mean, so, their colors though because ron is blossom shoots as bubbles <laughs> like, they're, they're guy's literally the rgb so. gang like yeah
0: it's like they, they, which they just know. means that like i've been sitting listening to the description of this show and just my head's just going like dude do
1: do 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 uh
0: just on repeat so
2: anyway my thoughts on the show is i'm really interested in the premise um the second episode is fine i'm not the biggest fan of the second episode cuz it's very flashbacky which is not my sort of like not my taste
0: flashbacks are annoying yeah not
2: my taste in regards to things but the third episode that just came out today agnes and i were both freaking out about it that one was really good and something happened in there that we did not expect to happen happened and so that was like so that was really fun because you know it's rare for us to have plot twists that does catch us off guard now since you know, we've watched so many, we tend to be able to predict. You things. are such
0: jaded anime fans.
2: <laughs> yes. Um, and so I think I think the thing I, Tokyo so Tokyo 24th Ward is really different aesthetically between Akabi and My Dress Up Darling because there's definitely a bigger emphasis on the animation itself. The animation is actually really gorgeous once they start doing going into like the sort of trolley problem issues with Asumi. And I also really like the transitions. Something about the transitions is like very old-timey, like movie sort of transitions, which I really like. And so I have high hopes for it. And I think my main thing is I know this production process is already like tough, but I could tell the director is very passionate about it. So I really hope it does well just for his sake, if no one else's. So yeah.
0: (laughs) Hang in there, director and staff, please don't die. And once you're done, go to the hot springs for a three-day weekend. Yes, exactly. (laughs) All right. I think we've got enough time maybe to talk about one more. And so let's talk about uh, Fantasy Bishoujo. Because... Yes!
2: I love that one. It's <laughs> <laughs> so good. Uh, it's so All
0: right. Good. Go off, queen.
2: Um, okay. So uh, it's a really long title, but I've called it the chaotic gay sitcom. <laughs> if you don't mind. Oh my gosh! Um, but the official title is "Life with an Ordinary Guy Who Reincarnated to a Total Fantasy Knockout." I have so much fun watching this anime. I th- my first episode, I laughed the whole 20 minutes that I was holding my side and my stomach hurt because of how bad I was laughing from the episode. And then th- and then I was like, man, they really gotta keep this up because the first episode like rendered me into that sort of state. And then the second episode happened, and I was cry laughing because of how funny it was, and I was just taking off my glasses and, like, wiping tears when I finished. And not even because I was, like, emotional, but because I was just laughing too hard. It's just comedy goad. I I love it. I I just, I love it. So, yeah.
0: (laughs) It is very funny. I do kind of wish that I hadn't, like, binged a bunch of the manga before watching it, because... I know what's going to happen now, and so some of the delivery, while it will still make me chuckle, it probably will not elicit the, the same reaction that it might have been able to uh, if I went into it blind. Mm-hmm. But also, I probably wouldn't watch it if I hadn't read some of the manga, because the synopsis of, like, two dudes get, get isekai'd and one of them is, is reincarnated as, like, a cute blonde... Lolly. <laughs> Lolly. Um... I would have been like, "Wow, that sounds really cringe." <laughs>
2: no, I I know um, what you're saying, but I was like, "It's just, it's it's so funny. I I can't even."
0: Begin it's to funny, yeah. It. Yeah. It is. It's almost criminal that it's it's ranked 20 on our on our. No, the, are you serious? Yeah, it's down there. It's below police in a pod. How is that possible?
1: It's and it's really telling when the next one below it is Orient, which is like actually the worst thing I watched this season so far. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, it's uh, it's it's
0: down there. Hopefully, I don't know. You're in charge of our. You're in charge of some of our social media stuff. Or, oh no, know, a jam is jam though, is but... covering
2: this one, and she's she's doing a good job of it. I mean, it's just it's so yeah. great. It's so funny.
0: It is. Someone
2: described it as homosexual, and I like cannot stop thinking about that ever since i saw that comment because i think it's one of the most accurate things ever so um
0: i i just think about um i i think it could be a fun way to mess with depending on what specific scenes get animated like i i still love the the joke of like do you make sure to kiss the homies good night um uh, like i i always find those kind of jokes to make me laugh uh and so we'll probably get more of that as as the show progresses. It's a funny show to everybody who's listening. Uh, I realize that while this podcast is like ooh, it's a <laughs> the parasocial relationship of getting to hear p- three people kind of nerd out about shows. We are still trying to make recommendations. Watch the show. Watch watch Fantasy Bishoujo. It's good. It's funny. It it does a lot of really interesting things with the isekai like genre. I think in very small subtle ways. I think my favorite one is. Uh, Everybody was, su- all the heroes were summoned with a powerful weapon. It's like, what do you mean a powerful weapon? I'm pathetic and weak. It's like, no, 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 no. You're misunderstanding by what we mean by powerful weapon.
2: Oh, I know what you're talking about, so, yeah. And also, like, even, like, yeah. sort of the invincibility of the protagonist. So, uh, so basically, uh, the guy who gets reincarnated into a lolly form, uh, he, he, because he still <laughs> identifies as a he, even if he's in a female body now. Um, His, like, invincibility comes from the fact that he's so, like, charming and beautiful that all men just instantly, like, want to be with him when they see him. And so the very first thing, they went into a village where, like, bandits were attacking them. And the bandits immediately, like, at first, like, looked looked at him and was like, seemed like he's about to attack this poor guy, but then immediately was like, Oh my God, marry me and I will quit thieving for you. And then another thief sees him. And thi-
0: we'll go off and live in we'll go off and all start raising cattle and we'll have eight. Yes, other. exactly. And, like- <laughs> and,
2: and it's like every thief who sees him ends up like acting that way. And so they all just start fighting and killing each other <laughs> over him. It's great. And he was like so horrified by the whole thing. He was like, Oh, this is like at first he was like, Oh, this is what it feels like for people to fight over you, but then they start killing each other. He was like, No, never mind, I don't want this. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's, it's fight, fight, fight each other for me. No, not yeah, like that. Yeah,
2: exactly. And I was just laughing so hard about it. The other thing that's funny is like, his best friend who got reincarnated with him.
0: No, he didn't get reincarnated, he just got Ease Oh yeah, like, he
2: just got in his, in yeah. In his normal body. But, uh, Jinguji, like, he's very not straight because he just has no interest in women ever and he says that himself and he literally calls the main character his oasis and like he he can't live without him and stuff like that but after do
0: you kiss the homies goodnight
2: (laughs) but then after um but then after his best friend you know or the protagonist got turned into a girl and the charm thing also affects him and he's like really angry about that fact he was like how could she do something like the goddess he was like how could the goddess do something so cruel to me and stuff like that anyway it's it's amazing it's I think, wonderful I think
0: my favorite thing about the charm thing though is like they could have implied it based on, like, facial expressions or maybe a musical cue, but, like, no, they're just gonna put the word charmed and a heart a <laughs> <of the> status <laughs> effect above his yes! head. <laughs> just, like, the sometimes the laziest way to do something is also the funniest
2: i it's it's beautiful it's wonderful it's it's a genius as i told shauna the other day i was just like i was like this writer is the most brilliant writer i've ever seen and she was like i think you're exaggerating i'm like i'm not sure i am because i just finished the second episode and like cried my way through it
0: so yeah i i hmm Worst comes to worst, I'll ask the editor to cut this out. But, um, I, I, your previous description of, like, oh yeah, our main character, who is now, like, a short, long lolly, but still very much identifies as a dude, and my brain was just, like, with very quite, like, inquisitively or maybe unsure, just going, like, trans rights? I'm, like, is this. We have, we have, you know, a female character who identifies as male because that's what he was previously. And then we have a dude that I would assume is probably pretty ace in terms of, like, I do not like women, I am comforted by my friend, but like not in a sex way, more like in a, you know, do you kiss the homies goodnight, like, friendship situation, which I think is Yeah,
2: it's just, I mean, this whole thing, the author has said, because it's, um, so this source material I know is a huge hit amongst the LGBTQ community, um, Which is not surprising because of all the stuff that happens in here. But the author himself has admitted that he just wants to write, like, a really crazy sort of, like, rom-com isekai that makes little sense. And I'm like, well, he's certainly doing his job, if nothing else. Yeah.
0: Go off, King. Well, that's good to hear. Anyway. uh, That's just about all the time we have. Do we have any other, like one-liner summaries yes, yes 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 i'll go i'll go
2: buy them really quickly
0: <laughs> okay
2: so uh Sasaki Miano is a bl uh bl anime that's airing right now it is so so cute um this is uh because i know that you know bl and you know gay couples stories don't have a good reputation and i understand it because i've seen my fair share of bad ones where the relationships i do not support whatsoever for very toxic reasons that shows up there but this one is just super duper sweet it's like cotton candy It think of it think of it as a shoujo but instead of a straight couple it's a gay couple and it's adorable so i highly suggest everyone to watch it um, so that's-
0: I love that you say cotton candy,
1: because I hate cotton oh, candy, no! and I know that's not your intent, <laughs> but I'm like... <laughs> Chocolate? <laughs> I, I, I second that from Gracie. Yeah, it's a good show. I enjoyed it.
2: So that's my... Uh, yep. And my second one I want to mention real quick is called Sab... I can't even pronounce it. Sabu... Sabi Kui Sabi-
1: Yeah, that's a good one.
2: Okay, that one is really, really crazy, but not in, like, a comedic way, like the uh, like the... chaotic gaze that guy (laughs) that's literally what i'm calling it but it's not but it's not that way it's in like this weird like desert world or like desert version of like planet earth and essentially there are characters there who um ride a giant crab and they fight with arrows that sprout mushrooms And on top of that, we've also got hippos that are carrying machine guns <laughs> on their back and snails that are actually acting as helicopter. It's really insane, but I am really That sounds intrigued. amazing. So, yeah.
0: That sounds like a fever dream of, like, an 80s director with not quite a large enough budget that wanted to make their own Mad Max. Yes!
1: Oh my gosh! Yeah, a yes! little Yes! <laughs> I, I bet at the at the sales pitch meeting they basically just said, look, we can animate anything and Sudaken will carry it because that's kind of what it feels like. <laughs> as, like
0: <laughs> I mean, that is kind of the, the joy of animation is that you can get away with stuff that wouldn't be completely impractical in live action and helicopter
1: snails. Yeah, I mean and that, kind of that's that's, that's like a, not it's to. a stacked voice cast too, not just Sudoken. Um so you have uh, Ryota Suzuki who won Best Boy for Mana Trends. Or S- supporting boy was it?
2: We don't uh, have your-
1: Ishiyama, right? Ishiyama, yeah, yeah. From yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you had Nasuki Hanai,
2: of course.
1: Ah, uh, uh, yeah, Otokawa, Reina Kondo, uh, Miyu Tomita, which is uh, main abyss has that quality. Yeah, I don't remember it was it Shiro-, Shiro Saito. I'm not as familiar. It's oh, pretty stacked. Oh yeah, it's it's that's Nanbu from Megalobox, 2. too. That makes more sense. But yeah, no, it's it's a pretty it's a pretty stacked.
2: Oh, uh, I was gonna say. I think what uh, I think what James said is like the best version, uh, like description of it, which is it's kind of a fever dream, is what it is like. But yeah, yeah, it has a stack voice cast, and I I really like the art so far. I think it's very distinct. You know, I don't I don't know. I just it's it's so different that I like it. That's it. So
0: <laughs> well, I'll have to give it a watch. I I was initially not gonna watch it, but y'all have convinced me. So very good. All right. Well, uh, I think that wraps up what we wanted to talk about. We may talk about more next week. We may talk about some developing stuff. I realize now that I forgot to plug Odd Taxi again. Um, please watch Odd Taxi. Please vote for Odd Taxi on the Anime Trending Awards uh, for the Aspect Awards. Vote for the Anime Trending Awards. Uh, voting is available until January 26th, yes, I believe.
2: that is correct. Uh,
0: so the polls are open. Go to the polls. Vote for Odd Taxi. Watch Odd Taxi. There's more Odd Taxi merchandise that exists now. I was just made aware of this about four hours ago. So I'm selling away my soul uh, to obtain more. Uh, You know, gotta stay on brand. (laughs) But thank you everybody for listening. We have a Twitter account, which I believe is at AntitrendsPod. Shout out to our editor, who is going to have to do a lot of work. I'm so sorry for all the background noise. I'll change my mic sensitivity settings after this recording. And uh, we hope to see you next time we record. I realize that that's super weird because we don't see anybody.
2: It's a figure of speech.
0: Thanks for listening. Uh, other hosts, You say your goodbyes.
2: <laughs> okay. Thank you, everyone. Bye.
0: <laughs> yeah, thank you so much. Thank you. All right. Good night, gamers. We'll see you next week.